Welcome to the Honest Postnatal Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Dow, a postnatal exercise specialist and a mum of two. This is a space where we talk about postnatal recovery and how it feels emotionally and physically. This can be a challenging time for any mum, but I'm here to give you hope whilst keeping it honest. So wherever you are, take a deep breath, settle in, let's get started. Hi, Fosia. So thank you so much for being part of this podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. So I was just having wrecking my brain. And I think like the other podcast, it was an Instagram link that we I was going to say met each other, but it is like an an Insta me. I think we can say that, can't we? (laughs) Yeah, we can. That's the way of the world now, isn't it? Yes. Um, And I think it was maybe hyperpressives, maybe prolapse related. Yeah. So I think I would have gone down a, a prolapse search rabbit hole thing on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure that's how I found you. Good. I'm glad I come up with that. And then I think I fell in love with all of your business that you've created and the way that you, um, I was going to say expose, it's completely not the right word. Like you share your business yeah. story. I really love everything that you're doing. So there was a few reasons that I wanted to interview you. I know obviously you've had two children now, so yes. two different postnatal experiences. That's right. And then everything that's come out of that, I'm going to guess, and we'll talk about it, mm-hmm. has led you to start your business. Yes. It's funny how life turns out, but it um, is funny. Yeah. <laughs> that, isn't it? And maybe that's actually a really good starting point because yeah. I was talking to um, Anna earlier from Hackney Hypnobirthing, who was mm-hmm. on the other podcast, and we were talking about how you know your vision or your like what you envision your postnatal recovery looking like or just this vision of you know being a mum how it can be so different um so I think maybe actually that's a really good way of starting like could you maybe go back to your first postnatal at your first birth and it's like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and the thing is I mean it's it's what four years ago but I can still remember some of the some of the bleak days so I had Mm -hmm. um I had a forcep birth and yeah. episiotomy um, and I, I you know, wasn't prepared for that at all. Obviously, I did the whole NCT classes like everyone else and they just kind yeah. of brushed through it. Um, and I just remember it all happening very quickly. Birth plan out the window. Um, you and did do a birth plan, though. Yes. But I mean, what on earth was that about? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I should have focused more on like the, compli- the implications of each thing rather than music and candles. So that was. That's, I think I we all know. we all go down that route though don't we we all do it <laughs> yeah but um so yeah I I basically wasn't wasn't aware of what that would mean for me um in terms of the impact it would have on my pelvic floor and potential prolapse so that was pretty bleak um in terms of just I had no idea that it could happen to me and I had no idea that it would happen to anyone else um I and just what remember- about during sorry to interrupt but what about during like the actual birth so like what was your experience of them kind of talking you know did they talk you through like we're going to use forceps there might be pelvic floor damage like was or was it to emergency and you know what was your experience of that so I was induced and then I had a um, epidural because obviously they put the drip in and then it just wasn't progressing and Harrison was a huge baby he was what um nine nine ten Okay, yeah. And big, I'm quite, I'm quite small as well. Yeah. yeah, so they were just basically um, telling me to push and nothing was happening. Obviously, I couldn't feel anything from the waist down anyway. Yeah. Um, and then they were talking about doing a C-section and I kind of said, oh, I don't, I'd prefer not to. So then she was like, that's fine. We, we can do forceps instead. And that was it. There was no like pros and cons. If, if you have a C-section, then this is what it will mean. Or if you have forceps or, you know, it was literally, okay, we'll just do that. And I, I was like, okay, that sounds easy enough. Yeah, um, and then I just remember Chris uh, swearing because there was a lot of blood. And I think he, he he was just shocked at how much they have to yank the baby out. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's like, pulling, it's, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like medieval tongs that they just pull out, <laughs> yeah. like big salad tongs. So, I mean, if I'd seen that, I would have been like, where is that going? Like, what yes. the heck? 
Um, and this is the thing. So I, with my birth with Ethan, I had forceps as well. Right. And when we did NCT at the hospital, and I like wonder if your experience was the same, but they didn't mm. show us the forceps. That they showed us the vacuum, and it got passed around, and everyone was kind of laughing, like, "Oh, this this is the suction," you know. Yeah. And afterwards, in the birth debrief, I said to the midwife, "Well, like, why don't you show the forceps?" And she was like, "Because then we would scare everyone, and no one would agree to them." And I just yeah, thought that I was never... fascinating. Yeah. I've never thought about that before and it's kind of shocked me. <laughs> You're right. We never saw that. We saw that yes. we, were, we were giggling about everything else going, oh, look at that. We never saw these big tongs. Yeah, it's crazy, but isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. And it definitely would scare you. But I think you'd ask more questions in terms of how is that going inside me? What yeah. damage is it doing to the baby? So I, I don't know about Ethan, but Harrison had massive graze marks on the side of his face. Yes. Yeah. So, and that was quite shocking as well, because you just don't expect your baby to have injuries um, from literally the second they're born. Yeah. Well, you kind of have this image, don't you, of like perfect birth and then yeah. this beautiful baby coming out. And then obviously they are beautiful, but yeah, you, yeah, like, and I didn't see, so when Ethan was born with the forceps, he got rushed off to be resuscitated. So oh, I didn't God. even see him. But then the only way I knew he was my child in NICU was because I saw this massive forcep mark on his oh, face. God. And I was like, oh, that's, that's my one. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And it's true. like, I can laugh about it now, but mm -hmm. yes, it's like, you don't expect them to be injured as well. So no. completely understand. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you had it, but sitting down afterwards, because obviously they have to stitch up all the damage that they've you know, created yes. by yanking your insides out sorry to be graphic no, <laughs> and then I just remember sitting down trying to breastfeed this alien blob that I was struggling to bond <laughs> with blob. because I yeah. was just like oh my god you know where's this Hollywood moment that I didn't really get yeah. um so I'm just sat there with this like purple thing in my lap and then um it's hurting me to sit down so they're like just roll up a towel yeah and then roll up a towel and sit down but it's just all these things and you're like Jesus <laughs> Why, Why did this feel so difficult? Me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Going for the first number two was more terrifying mm. than birth, I think. Yes. Can you expand on that a little bit? That if was just all comfortable. Yeah, of course. I was just so, so, so terrified of my stitches and going for a number two. Yeah. Um, and then I asked for laxatives because I was like, this is just going to be absolutely horrendous. And then, yeah, I had to do a lot of um, deep breathing yeah. <laughs> and a lot of like calming myself. And then um, I think they also told me to hug a pillow, to hold a pillow oh, to my okay. belly. It just gives you a bit more comfort. Yeah. So I'm sat on the toilet, just kind of rock, rocking backwards and forwards, um, panting with a pillow. <laughs> and then, yeah. I, and then obviously you're scared then to wipe after you've done it because you just don't want to disrupt anything going on down there. It's it's just, it, yeah, it's not the idyllic birth story that you, you hoped when you were doing the classes with your little yeah. birth plan. <laughs> and I love, like, I love what you just said, the Hollywood moment. Like, I think that sums it up because I think a lot of us have this, like, quite romantic image don't we all and you know and I think really small things like you buy some nice pajamas because you're like oh so oh, I look really course. nice in the pictures afterwards and then oh, you're yeah. like oh this is not yeah this is not the case but um thank you as well for sharing that experience about the first poo because I just think again <laughs> I had a very similar experience like it was almost worse than the birth but oh, it's horrific yeah it's horrific and again we don't yeah. talk about it you know in society no. and you don't want to scare new mums so no. I feel like we be really careful but I think if anyone's listening to this and even mm. if they're just a few days postnatal or they've just had that experience it's kind yeah. of you know women being able to normalize that and say this is part of the postnatal period here's how you can be prepared for it it yeah. you know it can make such a difference can't it to someone's oh, experience completely. completely um and I mean I think with my um prolapse though I don't know with you but it wasn't mm. like instant so it was about two weeks later when I was um wiping on the toilet yeah and then I as I was wiping I felt a bulge and I was like what is that <laughs> absolute yeah. no you know we were just like crap so the, obviously the first thing I did was go to google which is yeah oh you know, god well, yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> That was just, I spiralled to orbit there. That was, that was awful. Because um, obviously you're thinking the worst. You're like, why, why is that? That shouldn't be there. I'm yeah. pretty sure, you know, just completely freaked out at your own body um, and not wanting to forage or even look. Yes. Yeah. And again, <laughs> just like, you know, 
previous information so you've no. not done a course where they've gone by the way 50% of women will have prolapse after birth and so oh, you would be expecting it and yeah. again and like I think so much of trauma from what I've now you know kind of researched is it's the shock of the yes. of the unknown so that yeah. again if you knew that prolapse might be you know within your realm of kind of happening I think that the trauma would be so much less oh completely um, especially because we're younger as well you you that word you kind of I know it's wrong but you associate it with older ladies yeah uh, and it's such a horrible word yeah <laughs> it's just they need to re reframe that because it just what sounds we... awful okay I'm gonna write that down I'm like how can we <laughs> you know, we, we, need to, we need to rebrand <laughs> prolapse <laughs> Well, you're good. You're good with all the branding from well, your company, yeah. so we need to think about that. We'll think of we'll take that offline. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start a new movement. But you know, that 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 kind of sent me spiraling, and then I yeah. I um I knew that the GP would be useless, so I I I, I um went to a private physio the next day. Oh, amazing! She, but she was so blasé, and not in terms of like, oh, it happens. You're yeah. you've only just given birth; it'll be fine. And I'm like my life's over I'm never gonna yeah. be able to have sex again not that I cared at that point because you know <laughs> you've got a baby and that yeah. was the last thing I ever I wanted ever again but I just thought my life was over yeah um and then she was just very much like um calm down you're fine and here's some exercises oh actually that was when the word collagen first came into uh -huh. my realm okay that's so, yeah, very interesting come naturally to that point so she's told me um you should you know do some squeezes do this do that don't don't be constipated and yeah. also take collagen and then when I was pressing her and I was like oh my god I'll do anything whatever you know whatever I can do yes. to give myself the best chance to heal and then she couldn't tell me she was like I'll just go and do some research and I thought yeah, you know you should yeah. you should know what strength what form what brand maybe a link something she's like oh there's so many just do your research I was like that that's not what you need to say to a sleep deprived mum to go yeah. and do scientific studies and <laughs> that's not <laughs> what, what like I wanted dollar. yeah, yeah. and I think yeah you're right because there is so much that you're often searching for on like Dr Google and and that whole spiral thing but there's so much unhelpful information on the internet oh, about you know even just about breastfeeding like everything to do with the postnatal period yes. I feel like it's it's not positive or helpful no. um and you do spiral especially when you've got prolapse so I mean it's just was what yeah. I say to everyone just try and stay off google I mean I didn't manage it myself I went down a massive google spiral but it is the worst thing but yeah god the last thing you need to be doing is then on google trying to work out what collagen to take i mean that's no. really interesting but and, and also because it's because it happens to 50 percent of women i was like why are there no postpartum yeah. supplements if you're telling me to take a supplement specifically for an injury why doesn't it exist and that's yeah. that's that's basically where i thought right okay so um, that was your light bulb moment basically oh, completely completely well it was me you know trawling through I was looking at magnesium that can help me with the with the poos I was yeah. looking at all sorts of things um you know even and then the hyperpressives which is probably how I found your page yeah and then the collagen was another huge one but even the um I think there's, a, there's another prolapse mum account who who mentioned um another brand that she takes and I was looking into it going but that doesn't match up with the studies that says the kind of the dose that you should be taking so mm -hmm. I've just naturally accidentally fallen into this path so I guess the worst thing that's ever happened to me can hopefully do some good same same with you I guess yeah but I mean I mean that was one of the reasons I wanted to interview you was because I feel like it, and similar to the other people I've interviewed it's you know you've yeah you've turned something around yeah that wasn't particularly a great event or a great thing that happened in your life, but actually you've turned into a real positive. Okay. But also, you know, I know you're saying like well, I kind of fell into it, but mm. I took collagen, but I just went onto Amazon. Yeah, you <laughs> did. Collagen. But no, so you've done loads more than the rest of us because you yes. actually were then like, oh, hang on, let me. I just was like, well, what looks like a nice collagen to take? Um, <laughs> no, we'll try that. No, Whereas yeah. you've done all the research, so you actually, you know, give yourself a pat on the back because oh, that's thank amazing. You. Well, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I've, I'm. I'm kind of I've still got a way to go but um yeah it's been a, it's been a massive journey and also now because I've gone through all the research and I've I've looked at all the products and I'm kind of in it I know now how much this is needed and I know how much yeah. it can help women and I'm like god if I had this in my little postpartum hospital bag how much quicker would my recovery have been yeah. I know it's a whole mixture of things but why not have all the elements that can help I think you've said that before as well 
have well, tie is, everything together. Yeah, and I always talk to people like to women, and it's like a puzzle. You know, that's yeah. why I kind of like to reframe it because I think it just it's like a nicer image as well, isn't it? But yeah. it's the, you know, the hyperpressives, the pelvic yes. floor exercises, the you know, the avoiding constipation, like yeah. it's all of those things, and then yeah, the collagen. But it's mm. excuse me, it's working out like what you need you know who can help you supply it like yes. what's the best time to be doing this and it's and it's difficult again you're postnatal you know you've got this new baby if you've had a, <laughs> a traumatic experience like we both did you know you're trying to bond and yeah yeah you're it's trying to bond and you're freaked out so and then you're much. being told to, to go to different retailers and make your own concoctions or supplements I'm like what that yeah. can't be that can't be it in the whole world yeah but it is though. <laughs> it is. And it's so it is so interesting that you've but you've gone out, you've done it. Mm. And like I know you're nearly at the end now. So yeah. let's talk about like so what is it that collagen is so good for the pelvic floor? Like so, let's yeah, deep dive I, into that. I had no idea either. So in the in I guess um to put it really simple, mm. um collagen literally means glue in Greek. So they Didn't describe that, it as really no we really. either so but it's an easy way of kind of trying to yeah. not get too technical so they, it's the glue that holds the body together okay and I then most of your connective tissues and ligaments they're made up of collagen so and if you can imagine how much your ligaments and tendons and everything take a huge battering with, even with pregnancy, during pregnancy. Yeah. yeah and even if you've had a c-section you know you have a wound yeah um so there's been loads of sports type studies, not so much on postnatal because no one seems to really focus on postnatal. No one cares. <laughs> no, one cares. no one gives a crap. But luckily they've done sports, you know, studies and it's the same kind of injury where collagen was crucial in forming kind of new tissues and repairing tears and injuries with a certain dose and, you know, certain time period. So it does work, but it does take time and it takes a high strength of collagen. So right. I obviously I'm doing my own stuff on myself as a guinea pig and I I've had great side effects but I'm also you know quite a way down on my postpartum journey yeah so hopefully when this is launched then people can try it when they're fresh and they'll have a quicker recovery period which I'll see yeah so you're so you're obviously thinking like literally have it in your hospital bag and then you could start taking it from day one yeah well I, I also I think but you know I'm no um doctor but I would take it during pregnancy and oh so you do, can take it during pregnancy yeah, well I mean it's protein okay you know, collagen is protein so uh, again it's one of those things where they don't test on pregnant women because it would be right or whatever the word is um so they always say look at your discretion you know would you would you have a protein shake if you were pregnant or would you take a b supplement if you're pregnant it's up to you you know there's no there's no okay. nasties in collagen there's right. no reason there's nothing in there that should um i think marine collagen can be a bit of an allergen um so right okay people be careful of that but in general i think it's up to the individual there's no reason why you shouldn't so i personally would take it pre-pregnancy especially during yeah so that I can build up the collagen stores in my own body so that when they are stretched and when they need to form new tissues my stores are already there um, another one of the big um you know things about collagen is that you start it's quite depressing you start to deplete from your 20s <laughs> so if we're having kids later and later you know yeah, uh, yeah so it, there's no there's no um reasons not to start taking it early but like I said, you'd, you'd have to do your own research to see how comfortable you are. Of course. So yeah. I was completely unaware. I was thinking it was just safe postnatally and I no. thought I couldn't take it whilst pregnant. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so now I, I can mean, do one of your free trials. Yes, <laughs> like, but obviously double check. You know, yeah, of course, um, do your own research. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. I guess it would be the same as if you were to boil up bone broth. Yeah, of course, which is um, yeah great for and, you. Yeah, and I remember even in, um, you know, in like uh, when I was in Italy, um, I was talking to the women there in the village and they they have this period after a woman gives birth where they just they literally um, boil up carcasses and I don't know that's a horrible word <laughs> but they give that to the women there around the med for their recovery so that's what they do naturally they naturally just give the women collagen and they have yeah. done centuries so I think we just we just don't do that in the west we don't and when I so again when I had my prolapse with Ethan I saw a acupuncturist and she was very much like Chinese medicine nice. and she had me yeah boiling up so I, I literally remember like going I think to Waitrose getting an organic chicken oh you did home, it you know. I did oh, it I boiled it all up 
and she got me to eat liver, which is one of the worst things I've ever oh, eaten. And very, I used to be veggie. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I remember kind of cooking it, and I was like feeling absolutely nauseated at the yeah. thought of it. But, you know, it was like, I've got to get this down because I've got to heal this prolapse. You know, yes, so I was yeah, like... You, you would do anything, wouldn't you? You'd do a dance <laughs> in the garden if you thought it would... <laughs> you know yeah but that's how bad it is for you know the woman who has it that's how awful it is that you would literally try anything I think yeah I think and that's maybe we can talk a bit more about that because I think mentally and obviously now Mm. I work with you know loads of women with prolapse and obviously I've had my own experience but I feel like mentally it's, it's harder than the physical symptoms and I don't know if you agree yeah I do because it's just it's something that uh, kind of completely I always say it's like every part of your day isn't it so it's yes. like you get up in the morning oh can I feel it right now I need yes. to go for a week can I feel <laughs> yeah. the bulge like it's just constant yeah. and then if and you then... have a bowel movement it's yes yeah, so it's just every every part of your day oh completely and if you've been on your feet a bit too long and you're more yeah. symptomatic you're just like damn or I think one of the one of the things that messes with you is that where you have good days and you're like oh my god I haven't felt it today am I healed yes yeah that that's kind of a bit of a head wrecker (laughs) I think it's like I always remember it like a roller coaster and you know it wasn't until I'd gone and see the physio like at the very end of I think it was like nine months or a year and she was Mm. like it's definitely you know it's definitely not there it's definitely gone and I was like I'll just give it a bit longer to make sure you know because I was so did you ever check yourself yes I did I mean at the very beginning I was one of those people that was obsessed with checking you know and it's like I actually had to throw the mirrors away um because I was obsessed and then I had to like kind of break you know like the addiction Um, (laughs) and then once like my physio had said it's definitely gone it's definitely not there and and I actually this is how crazy I was I made her write it down on a piece of paper so she was like on such and such a day I you know (laughs) have examined Natalie and and she has no products it's like getting a report card yeah and I had to have and I carried that piece of paper around in my handbag for a year like I kid you not because I knew mentally that like I needed that reassurance um and I think that's what you know it can do to you and I think the majority of women I do work with are also in that headspace where it kind of really destroys you um and again when you've got a new baby it's just it's not like you can completely focus on yourself you know you've got someone else that you're looking after aren't you and caring for and who's completely and you're looking around at your fellow mums thinking why are you fine like why did this happen to me if it's one in 50 you know like why um I think that I I think that feels like the cruelest part not that you wish it on anyone else but you're just like why me yeah completely Um, and then also trying to work out because obviously you can't see prolapse so I'd be in the class being like if you got one yes you got one that's like well I've got no idea but I'd be playing that game in my head that's so funny I do that you know even with celebs that have got multiple kids I'm like have you got one you must have one you've got four (laughs) kids no you see certain influencers you're like hey you must have had one yeah I constantly I still play that game Uh, yeah it goes away (laughs) I think as well that wouldn't it be amazing if someone famous came out and said yeah because I just think that would you know I mean so there's an influencer that I follow um Ash I'm gonna get her name wrong now I'm sure it's Ashley Louise James yes yeah Yeah. so she did have a prolapse after the first birth I think she did manage to heal it and then she had like a c-section but she was super open about it on Instagram and everything and it's great but it it would be incredible if someone mm. like I don't you know super big I'm so out of it nowadays with all of my celebrity knowledge yeah like just oh. came out and said or like is it Stacey Solomon who's got oh yes yeah yeah now, no, I, I was thinking of her when I was saying <laughs> giving my yeah. example yeah <laughs> you know it'd be amazing <laughs> if someone like that said oh yeah, yeah. But I've got one because then yeah. I just feel like it would open up this complete different yes. a like acceptance mm um because I think the thing is with prolapse you feel very um hideous yes yeah you just feel like a monster very unattractive and you know undesirable and yeah even with your partner so you're like well if someone who is kind of hot in the media says they've got it too then it's not just really hideous monsters that have this thing yeah I know that we're the worst of ourselves but no but that resonates so much I mean I remember going to like a counseling session and Mm. like and, and that was what I said I was like I feel like some old lady like yes. on the shelf like that's it I'm done now you know and yeah. I was like I never thought at 30 well I was like 32 33 yeah. that this was how I would feel you know I didn't mm. think that 
yeah so I completely understand so I agree if someone who yeah looked amazing and everything came out and said that I think it would normalize it and yeah but one, one thing I was surprised about, though, is that since because I'm quite open, um, mm. well, now, well, now I am. I think in the beginning I was quite sheepish. Um, but I mentioned it and my mother-in-law said that she had a bladder prolapse. Oh, um, really? But, you know, she's in her mid-70s and I've never, ever, ever had a clue. And I had another school friend who said, yeah, I've got I've got one too. And they're, like, but they're not coming forward until you yeah. come forward. So someone yeah. has to make the first move. <laughs> yeah. I was always that person. I remember Grant was yeah. like, my partner was like, can you stop telling people like every be like in the waitress queue? <laughs> like, so I gave birth and I've got a prenups. Have you got one? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was quite bad after a glass of wine in the early days. I'd be like talking about it a bit too much. And I'd be like, people are actually uncomfortable. They don't want to know about my bits. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're like the pioneers, like the pioneer of pioneers of prolapse, you know, like you yes. have to go out there and you have to. And I remember a quote, someone once said, like, when you talk about something, mm. oh, I'm going to get it wrong now, like, it takes away the power of shame or something. Yes. So no, basically by vocalising it, yeah. you, you like, the shame goes away. And I think yeah. that's really true. And I remember thinking, you know, all the work that I do now is like, because I don't want anyone else to feel as shit as I did yes, you know no, completely and as but lonely and yeah I also remember having to say to someone um because they looked a bit alarmed when I was you know oversharing and I was like <laughs> you know my my organs are not literally down by my knees so <laughs> that's like another another misconception I think when you say prolapse yeah. I just imagine you're having to like shove your organs back in I'm like no <laughs> but even if so I mean that does obviously some people have very severe cases but yeah people assume the worst they just assume that you've got like these big udders that are falling out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, of course not. You know, I yeah. remember even with Chris, I had to, um, this is obviously a lot later on when I felt more comfortable. Yeah. Um, I was always like, don't ever forage down there. Like that's it. <laughs> don't want you to ever feel. Um, but because it's not, you know, literally hanging out of us. It's, yeah. It's, um, I was like, look, the only way I'm ever going to get over this and we're going to have a relationship is if you just feel the bulge, kind of. Is this too much information? No, it was like, <laughs> you're happy to share and like oh, share yes. to the world. Then <laughs> totally. Um, and yes, that was the only way I, I broke the barrier because before then I was just like, well, it's just always going to have to be lights off, no feeling, yeah. nothing. That's it now. <laughs> and then he's just like, I really don't care because I literally don't care. I, you know, I saw a baby getting pulled out of you, yanked out of yeah. your forceps. I don't care. And then he was like, surprisingly, like that's minor. I was expecting it to be like a lot worse. Yes, because I, I think, think again, we the way, yeah, we talk it up. I think, I guess, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed. With that. Yeah. <laughs> like, where is it? What are you want? Why are you making such a fuss? But yeah, it, it's just very annoying having that tampon feeling some days. And I think yeah. that's quite difficult. I mean, that was the thing that for me, like I found hyperpressives, and obviously for me, it, you know, it really, really worked in that sense. Mm. But it is that, I mean, yeah, I can remember that that tampon feeling was just drove me up the wall. Like, and you just... kind of keep adjusting yourself, don't you? But nothing's yeah. adjusting internally. <laughs> so irritating. And again, I just feel like if we knew about it beforehand, yeah. it would just be so much less. And again, you know, 50%, which. It, it, you kind of like well then that means there's 50 percent of women that haven't got it but also it means it's one in two so you yes. know in your group of friends or yeah. like you know it means there's loads of us of it, so that have had it or experienced it or um but then, then you did that head-wrecking thing of you're like was it something that I did like did oh, I not do it before yeah. was it my fault did I not eat the right thing did I lift the car seat too much afterwards yes could yeah. I have avoided this did I give myself this death sentence um, yeah yeah, so you spiral and then in that sense where you just blame yourself for something that happens to so many women. Yeah, I mean, I completely blame myself because I yeah. also was given the choice of forceps or a C-section. Oh, and okay. I was like, you know, it was like oh, 30 so hours hard. later and I just was like, in my head, mm. if I agreed to forceps and they couldn't get him out with forceps, yeah. then there was another option, like one oh. after, like, oh, I could have a C-section, but my brain didn't work to think, oh, I could just have the C-section and be done, <laughs> you know? Right. No, I see your logic. So my logic was completely skewed. Yeah. But then I, yeah, for months afterwards was like, if I'd have just had the C-section, this wouldn't I, have happened, you know. But I mean, honestly, I still to this day think, God, you're so lucky you had a C-section. If, if I hear someone's had one. Yeah. That will never go away, I don't think. <laughs> it's really difficult, isn't it? And yeah. I think, uh, I don't know if I want to use the word jealousy, but I think mom probably it, it is a bit, yeah. Jealousy, <laughs> but, yeah, like if someone's had a 
natural you know again I don't know, love using the word natural nowadays but you, you know what I mean like a natural yeah. birth I do still feel a little bit like oh well why didn't I get that you know yeah. like why didn't I get that feeling and then that recovery and if they're up and out and it's like god why wasn't that me and it's I think that's something that it gets easier as yeah. you go along but it's still kind of sticks with you a bit doesn't it well I, well I think it's the education thing as well because we didn't know so if someone yeah. had said you can have these forceps and it could or could not cause a prolapse or you can have a c-section and maybe have a tiny bit of a scar bulge I would take yeah. that all day yeah. long yeah um, I just I just ignorant I was ignorant I didn't know and then maybe you know is it is it our fault should they stop bloody offering forceps oh god it's I, a mean, bigger... <laughs> I mean I personally think they should you well, know I think banned, they really in some countries in some countries it is and I really feel like unless it is you know the utmost emergency and there mm. is no other option then they shouldn't be using them so when it is a case of like do you want to see section all forceps yeah to me, it shouldn't be an option, but I mean, I know people have different views on that and opinions, but they do seem to do a lot of damage to yes. baby and the mum. And surely uh, the cost is more down the line than off that season. Yeah, so I, so I also spoke to a midwife who was very honest to me and she said, you know, we have... Um, guidelines and I think um what's the word like targets to hit from the world health organizations you know to try and lower the the number of c-sections oh, and <laughs> yes and forceps obviously they still go down as like a, a natural birth I wasn't a c-section so oh. that's why mm. plus they are also cheaper in terms of like cost or something and like well, I suppose they can just reuse the tongs yeah <laughs> oh god I didn't even think about the reason <laughs> Oh dear, but yeah, so that I was always like, ah, oh, okay, that kind of explains why. Yeah. And I feel like as well now a lot. So a lot of the women I talk to, there's there seems to be like certain hospitals that crop up the way they're like, oh, I had a full sex birth. Oh, I had a full, and I'm like, okay, like, is there certain reasons why? Oh, I don't know. This is happening in certain hospitals, but yes, yeah. you're right. In certain countries, they are banned, and I think that's a massive. God, I wish the people setting these targets would just spend one day with a prolapse. Detriment to your whole life. But obviously, I don't want anyone listening to this to be completely freaked out. Like you and I are largely asymptomatic now, aren't we? So Yeah, I mean mine my was super, super lucky and mine did yeah. go. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm now on the third pregnancy and touch wood, it's not come back. But Amazing. it is, you know, it is also one of those things that will never leave me. Like yeah. in the sense that, you know, uh, like the other day and I'll be completely honest as well now you know I went to the toilet and then was like oh my god I think it's back oh no (laughs) with the fear and within like 10 minutes I had to kind of pull myself off that like fear yeah Yeah. that like that ledge and was like not back you're fine no I did hips up for 10 minutes and then I walked around and I was like no you're just being ridiculous it's it's not there but yeah it's like for someone who's never had it that wouldn't even come across their mind so yeah and I think it's so difficult to to understand but yes we are both in a better place aren't we and I think that's the thing as well like in those you know and even though we're talking about all of this and Mm. you know we're laughing in amongst it and I think that's the thing that when you're in those early postnatal days there's no laughter about this at all there is just it is just darkness and I think and also your symptoms are the worst aren't they so you just think this is only going to get worse and especially when I hit menopause and then you start thinking about the future it's literally like a yeah it is it's horrible it's really really hard I mean you've got your hormones anyway and then you've got your sleep deprivation and you've got your not bonding with a baby and then feeling fat and horrible and your hair's falling out and (laughs) all of it though but then you've also got your organs yeah, falling out. <laughs> it's like this is so cruel. I just had a baby. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's really cruel of nature. Yeah. I feel like when you're pregnant, it's kind of like you look quite glossy. Oh yeah, and, you're you know, a your hair's lovely, and yeah, it's like all that. Everyone keeps saying, "Oh, you're really blooming," and then postnatally, yeah. it's just like haggard. Yeah, and I kind yeah. of feel like that should be, you know, like that whole going back to evolution. Surely that's the point when actually you need to be at your most attractive so your partner yes. doesn't leave you and run off you know into another cave and like Completely. so surely the I feel like nature's got it slightly wrong you yeah. know 
that part but um not I remember really the evolution. shuffling around with cabbage leaves in my bra oh did you my boobs were hurting and then trying to find like rolled up beach towels to sit on I was not attractive <laughs> part of I me. Don't think... <laughs> and again that's this whole you know problem with society isn't it it's like we see these pictures of like I always just think of the royals but you know like Kate or Megan oh, they've yeah. just pushed out a baby and then they walk out <laughs> in heels and makeup and a lovely dress and I was like on the sofa yeah exactly yeah. and like horrendous pajamas like mascara down my face for us oh, and I was like how do they look like that? No, <laughs> you know? I know that's the thing that social media is so helpful um because you've got all the resources to you know figure out what this rash is or whatever but yeah so if you're following loads of super moms and you can just feel like you know I don't have the same blow drying manicure and I feel like I'm failing so yeah it's a dangerous one isn't it You've got to be careful who you follow, haven't you? Definitely. I think I've done that in the past. Like I've been like, actually, why am I following this person? It's making me yes. feel crap. And then yeah. I have to like <laughs> do that unfollow thing. Oh, completely. Like, move away. But then I think Instagram is also amazing because you can find so many people oh, yeah. nowadays that you know. And I think it has been more helpful than my initial Google search. Yeah. Um, the prolapse pages that do exist, they are so helpful. Yeah, and you can see the conversations on there, and you know there's other there's other women. Um, so yeah, if anyone is suffering, then definitely go to prolapse pages because they're quite they're quite nice safe spaces as well. Yeah, I think you've just got to find the ones that work for you, haven't yeah. you? I mean, um, one of my favourites at the moment is um, Margot, the postpartum. Oh, she's got she's that's, amazing. That's the she? best one. I think that's that's hands down. Um, yeah, she is incredible. Such, um, such a good job. And so positive and it's yes. just and like and so normal. So you're yeah. like, she's got one and you know, I look up to her and she's normal. So yeah. And again, really... again, it's it's normalizing it, isn't it? That's yeah. really what it's all about. Um yeah. so yeah, I think Instagram can be it can be a massive resource. I think it's yeah, staying off Dr. Google because I just yes. I still feel like nowadays Google's just not helpful, is it? No, um, no, but weirdly, when I went to see my health visitor at my six-week checkup, mm. um, and by then I, I had already gone and seen, seen the private physio, and I, you know, should confirm that I had one. The um, the the health visitor said um, it's too soon. She said you're fine. It's way too early for me to even check or diagnose. And I was just sat there like incredulous, going, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> I just I I feel like I had a client the other day and she had to like beg the health visitor to check her scar and it's like I'm just not really sure what their job is I mean maybe maybe <laughs> that's not their job but, mm. yeah it's, I was just like you would just you know at least pretend to have a look and say it's all okay yeah. <laughs> she was just like no you're fine you're fine I was like okay I really hope you're right <laughs> yeah I feel like this is where you have to kind of really advocate for yourself don't you yeah. and it's even you know trying to get physio on the NHS or oh yeah going privately it's that you have to kind of I think when you're pregnant it's Mm. so easy to get good care and you know you and I always remember things like they say to you know if baby's not moving a tiny bit just come into hospital have a scan like they're so much nothing's too much they're so helpful postnatally like it's just another ball game it's like no one cares they just say do some squeezes figure out what supplements you need you'll be fine give it time yeah great it's just yeah it's like it's massively lacking isn't it but then go on I think in France though they get you know don't you they get what is it six weeks of pelvic floor therapy as standard yeah Yeah. and they call it like a re-education yeah it's amazing absolutely crazy I mean I I think I, I think I had to wait uh was it 14 months to get a physio appointment on the NHS <laughs> so I put my name down anyway and I was like Jesus yeah <laughs> and it, the thing is what makes I understand that they're like understaffed and under-resourced yeah. but it makes no sense because the longer you're making women wait oh yeah the more symptoms they're going to have and Absolutely. then actually later down the line the more money the NHS is going to spend on yeah. them so spiral isn't it but it's this whole kind of system that needs changing yes. um but going back to the positive side, so yes. like what, else, <laughs> what else has helped you? Like what helped you get out of those postnatal days? So that like if someone's listening to this now and they're like, oh, I've got a prolapse, it's the worst thing ever. Like what helped you get out of that fog? Um, gosh, okay. So recognising that everything is a phase. So even with yeah. the baby and I like, you know, the dark days are not forever. Even the good yeah. bits are not forever. <laughs> Like you said, the roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and then for me, what I didn't do, so you know the whole find a village. Oh yeah, it's quite stuff. hard to find a village nowadays. I know, <laughs> it doesn't really exist, but I was very um 
I didn't accept any help. Okay. Um, that can't have helped, you know. I was just like, no, it's fine. You and to do it away yourself, I guess yeah. I felt a bit like a failure anyway, you know, yeah. like my body let itself down. And then, so I just, I never had any help. And I did all the night feeds, I did everything in the day. Oh, you know, I was gosh. just doing it. I, I, I was just like, you know, this is my job, but that was not helping my recovery at all. Of course not. Yeah. Um, and I just wasn't helping myself. You know, I, I was staying at home, not, not, you know going out not having sunlight not listening to yeah. music basically not not treating myself with care so I, I wouldn't do that so it's like I think it's it's almost like trying to treat yourself as if you were a friend isn't it I think oh, yeah. someone said that you know like you wouldn't treat a friend like that so no. it's trying to yeah reframe it so yeah and, and you know you would be surprised about how many people might relate to you yeah. So even though, you know, even in like your NCT group, you think everyone's kind of bossing it and they're all going out with their, you know, designer prams and sunglasses. They're all fine. But, you know, there's a good chance a couple of them are not. So, yeah, reach out and um, hopefully someone might at least give you a sympathetic ear, if nothing else. Yeah, I think that's really true. I think I was one of the first, well, probably the first one to realise I had a prolapse. But as soon as yeah. I, I put the message in the group and then, you know, everyone knew it was like everyone's stories came about yeah. what they were experiences as well and yeah again you just feel less alone don't completely you? and if you think about it I mean you know when you when you leave hospital you're not given this instruction manual on what to do but no. you naturally assume that everyone else has one yeah <laughs> what is that it's like the like, secret one yeah they've all got manuals I don't know what I'm doing my yeah. body's broken you know I why don't why don't I love my baby as much as everyone else loves theirs it's yeah. like no everything will come in time you're, you're doing just fine um, and I think things just seem really big in the moment because of the lack of sleep and the hormones, but it, it goes so quickly. You know, and it you, does, like, it does get better, doesn't it? I think yeah, of course it does. And even things like, um, you know, with breastfeeding, I think we, you know, because we're women and we're evolved and we should know exactly how to latch and we should know exactly how mm. to do this. And But they don't tell you that actually a lot of people don't know. <laughs> and, and our bodies don't like, always work so yeah and it's really hard you know I think it's that's so the thing hard. Is, yeah. I think there's this massive thing about it oh it's the most natural thing in the world well it might yeah. be but it's also yeah. bloody hard and you know loads of us can't do it and I in mean, the actually, olden days again with that village you would have actually yeah. just passed your baby onto like um what do they call them a wet nurse where you know yeah. someone else would have fed your baby for you so I'll take that off for now <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll like go for it yeah and again just you know fed is best isn't yes. it you know it's like there's all those different things that you but I think yeah as, as women we often put so much pressure on ourselves to to get things right don't yes. we and I think in that postnatal period it can feel like you yeah you're failing at so many things Completely. you're kind of trying to like grip onto the stuff that you you can manage yeah and oh and know. I don't I don't know if you had this as well but in the um in my first kind of physio appointment she mm. mentioned that breastfeeding was not helping my prolapse symptoms oh yes yeah so I had to make a choice and that was quite hard as well because I was like okay do I do right by baby but then I'm also oh, like gosh, you've taken yeah. enough from me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like torn you know um yeah so I, I did I did what was right for me and I did you know as many months as I could before I thought right I need to heal now yeah and I don't I don't know how true that is you know the science behind if if it if it really I think it's is a... yeah it's difficult again I think there's not enough research there is there but it seems to show that yeah it can affect your levels of I think it's estrogen isn't it and therefore it can affect the healing of the pelvic floor but then yes. again, there's some other research to show that once it goes past a certain time and then you right. stop breastfeeding it it doesn't affect it so okay. Um, I actually really struggled to breastfeed in any way and barely managed to breastfeed the two of them. So for me, it wasn't, I kept trying, but yeah. it wasn't as difficult a decision to make because I was like, actually, I can't even really feed them. So yeah, that's fine then. But it's, yeah, it's a hard because, yeah, you're like torn, aren't you, between like, oh, oh completely. Right me. But then, you know, if you don't feel recovered, then you can't look after baby anyway. So it's, well, that was the hard. logic. That was yeah. the logic. I was like, look, I've got one shot in this crucial period yeah. um, to kind of get get strong feel stronger so I can play you know, look after my child um and they're fine Fred is best yeah. like I said before it doesn't make a different difference does it it's just at that time like you like with everything these decisions seem massive yes 
yeah they seem overwhelming don't they yeah. and then yeah afterwards you're like oh yeah they're absolutely fine yeah um and what so what else was it that you kind of put into your and and actually maybe about your second postnatal recovery like what was it that you kind of put into that toolkit like to try and help yourself Oh gosh. Um, so to be honest with you, you think you learn from one to the next, but you don't really do you. And if anything, it's worth because now you've got a baby to look after. Yeah. So I don't know if you found that with, you know, your, your second. So with, but... Yeah. With Seb, uh, the second one, it was also during COVID. So in one sense it was good because we were like at home and it was kind of locked down and actually I <laughs> quite like that. Um, but in another sense, it meant we couldn't get all the help that we'd actually planned for. Yeah. Um, but I suppose we also weren't going out. So it was like, no, that does help. I yeah, think it's, I think it's the, the, I think the more in the, in the early days, the one thing that I would say that I, I wish I had listened to both times. And I mean, I didn't listen to it a second time round, So it's hard to take your own advice, but it's not doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, even stuff like you know cleaning, like a mad woman, or just trying yeah. to do the shopping, lifting the car seat in and out, lifting the pram, all that lifting makes your symptoms so much worse. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy why I mean how it does that. Um, but it, it really does. And even now, if I've had heavy, kind of manual lifting days, then I'm like, oh, why do I feel a bit more bulgy at the end of the day? Yeah. And that's when you've got legs up and you've got to take reset basically. Um, but yeah, to anyone, anyone kind of listening I would say listen to people when they say let me help and yes let me don't, help you don't yeah. lift don't lift that damn car seat yeah <laughs> it's so car seats they're so happy aren't they? and then you put the baby in them and they just feel yeah God. they um, weigh a ton don't they yeah then I guess it doesn't help if you if you've already got kind of a heavy child that you're lifting as well but exactly you, yeah you just have to kind of go with it and trust your body it will be fine eventually yeah and I think as well the message that goes with that that I really like is that you know try and keep exercising as difficult as it is because oh, it is. again you know it goes along with like the collagen doesn't it but the, yes. the more strength you can build up whilst your baby is getting heavier like it's yeah. you're going at the same time whereas if you leave your exercise and your post yes. recovery the baby's then huge and then you're trying to catch up with that strength oh, you know such a, so, such a way of putting it um but but it's a weird thing I don't know how you find this but I'm still too scared to do lots of squats it's like a mental thing so I have so I love squats but, oh, do you? Um, yeah I do I really like them. I find them terrifying it's, it's, again completely mental like well I don't yes. know what, what I think is going to happen but it's the same I work with a lot of women and like I had a few recently that were you know were scared to run and but yeah. then they would do like side jumps and it's trying to like you know reframe that so I was like well if you can jump to the side technically yeah. you can jump for you know it's no different but yes. mentally that block of like yes but then I'm running and I'm not side hopping yeah. you know but it's trying to reframe frame that and I had another lady that could do I can't remember what she could do but then I got her doing planks but she was like oh, I can't possibly do a plank and I was oh, like God, you're yeah, doing all this stuff that's <laughs> yeah. so much more difficult than a plank yeah. but because it's a plank yeah you know you so yeah I mean that's another huge piece isn't it the mind and like the, the mind God. matter and the fear yes. and yeah it's trying to oh, it's, it's so difficult so I think it's easier for us to say once we've come out of that but it's yeah yeah you've got to try and work through that as well haven't you it's really hard yeah I think I think anyone I think the the, the early the early prolapse postnatal days are some of the darkest and hardest but if if anyone can surround themselves with with resources and just know that people like you and I have come out the other side yeah I mean I wish I had known this you know when I first found that bulge rather than yeah. freaking myself out and thinking that my life was over so I, you know, I hope we're rebranding it in some way. Yeah, I think we are, and I mean, and that was the whole reason I wanted to start this podcast was because, you know, I just was like, I could have done with listening to this yes. when I had my prolapse, and I could have done with some kind of stories of hope and some positivity, yeah. and I couldn't find them. So it yeah. was that trying to listen to women's voices, you know, and and be like, okay, it does get better, and I think. Yeah yeah that really is the message it does it does and it's also it's also kind of accepting that it's um that like you say we will never be 100 percent pre-prolapse because yeah. our bodies have you know anatomically what's that word they, anatomically they have, that's the word, that's the word. <laughs> so they have changed but it's kind of like you've accepted that yes and there's and, a know, lot of acceptance that goes on yeah. I think with even just becoming a mum isn't there yeah, like that, yeah. I mean that's another huge topic but there's a lot of acceptance that like my tummy will never look the same again yeah. probably, probably never look the same again you know exactly. like 
there's so much you have to kind of accept and then yeah. just try and think okay well that's fine you know yeah. and there's some good that has come from it are you your yes. kids or your business <laughs> yeah or whatever. Those, those extra things for kids yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little side effects <laughs> yeah um so I feel like I'm super conscious I could be speaking to you forever but yeah. um let's just go like a bit more of a deep dive into your business quickly because I want to okay. just make sure that people who are listening as well so they know the benefits of collagen and they also know like where they can find you so what stage are you at now I know you've done so, the advert yes um so I'm at the very very um close stage of manufacturer manufacturing the um bulk products that are going to go into yeah so I'm very very close and in fact I'm going up to the factory next week so I don't know when you're airing this but okay. hopefully by the time you're out then um I shall be up and running <gasps> which is terrifying <laughs> terrifying but also you know like my my husband steals my collagen which is <laughs> bloody annoying because he's got a dodgy knee right so and I know like that it helps him. Well, it helps him, and when you know when we run out of our samples from the factory, his knee pa- his pains come back. So, oh, because I kind of have first hand like this shit works. Yeah, it makes me excited to get it out there. But then I'm also terrified because I'm like, oh my god, it's out there. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. And then it's yeah, um, you've kind of got to wait for the reactions. But you? I just I, I just have faith because you know everything I've done is with me in mind, with like women yeah. like us in mind. So, and it is it's very authentic, and it's you know uh, I will absolutely will not compromise on the ingredients or quality or you know the science behind it so I'm looking forward to this helping people um because it's 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 magic stuff I just I just wish I'd known about it sooner yeah and I'd probably be a bit more bouncier but there's still hope there's still time and your hair and skin looks amazing. Like I have to say, every oh, time I see you. you on Instagram, you're like constantly glowing. You look like you've yeah, just well, got some kind of aura. Su- so it's obviously the collagen. That is the collagen. The, the superficial benefits do come out quite quickly. So that kind of gives you um, hope to keep taking it, if that makes sense, because you're like, wow, this is doing something. So maybe it's yeah. doing something on a deeper cellular level. Of course. Yeah. So when, so where can people buy, when can people buy so and how I'm, can they get in contact with you? So if they contact me on Instagram is probably the um, best place now. My website yep. is being built as we speak, but as you know, we are very busy people. So <laughs> it keeps getting pushed to the sidelines. So yeah, contact me on Instagram if you have any questions. If you would like a free sample, I'm sending out loads of freebies. Um, so yeah, absolutely no strings attached. You can try it for three days, see how you get on with it. Um, because yeah, I'm sure it'll be new to quite a lot of people as well and then um I will be selling on Amazon primarily first okay so that will be really easy for people because then they can get prime delivery they can get their money back if they don't like it yeah everyone on Amazon so yeah I'm, I'm making it super easy for people to begin with Okay. Yeah, gosh, all systems go. Mm. So what's left <laughs> to do today then? Last two today, bit, well, today I'm going to pick up my little boy from his first, okay. well, go go and meet them. He had his first oh. um, day at school, um, finish off a bit of work, get in touch with the factory and then wrap up because it's, yeah, Friday feeling. Friday, feelings, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a nice end, it's a nice way to end the week, just uh, jibber-jabbering to you. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you so much for talking That's to me. Okay. It's been amazing. And I feel like yeah, I could have just so gone nice. forever. But hopefully this will have been like a really helpful, positive listen for someone. And, you know, if they've got prolapse or yes. any kind of... therapeutic for me. It's like a therapy yeah. session. Oh, good. <laughs> Double whammy. Yeah, well, I'm so, so pleased. We'll have a wonderful Friday and I'll put in the show notes all of your details so people can contact you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, lovely. Thank Bye. You. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to the Honest Postnatal Podcast today, please leave a review and hit the subscribe button. This way we can reach more women with honest postnatal stories. And if you'd like to message me, you can find me on Instagram at honestyogaldn.com.